Hello everyone, welcome to the Retro Trigger. I'm Ben Rosenthal and I'm here to talk with someone about something retro related. Remember the rules, if it's 15 years after its release date, we can talk about it. But I'm not alone. To talk to with me today about this month's, yeah, month's topic is none other than co-host of Hack the Dino and the Critical Path, Mr. Dan McGuinness. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It's, it's like uh, I specifically invited you and, and not said, hey, this is your company as well. Do you want to jump in and, and talk about fun stuff? It's like when you're a little kid and you, ha- you remember you went to visit your friends and you had to, when you left, you had to say to their parents, thank you for having me. Do you remember doing that? Yeah, I still make my daughter do that. Excellent. Well, it's, it's manners. You've you got to show appreciation. It's true. Speaking of appreciation, do you know one thing that I really appreciate, and I think you do too? It's a little TV series that's very much retro and very, very popular. It's almost like I'm hitting those high notes in order to get views or listens or whatever you do with these things. Yes. Yeah, that thing. Dragon Ball Z. We're here talking about Dragon Ball Z and you are a massive fan of Goku and his cohorts, aren't you, Dan? I do love a bit of DBZ in my life. Um, So how Retro Trigger works, if this is the first time you've listened to it and Dan's first time he's listened to it because I sort of sprung this on him without telling anyone. Uh, I basically choose one topic, one very specific topic and do a little bit of a deep dive into the history of it and then talk to my guest this week, Dan, uh, about that said topic. It's pretty easy, not very well explained, but hey, you're here. So let's all hold hands and have fun. So should we get cracking on this, Dan? We should. Okay. Dragon Ball Z or Z, depending on what part of the planet you live on, is a Japanese anime television series produced by Toei Animation. It's the sequel to Dragon Ball and adapts the latter 325 chapters of the original 519-chaptered Dragon Ball manga, which was created by Akira Toriyama, which ran in Show and Jump from 1988 to 1995. Now, did you know that they split up the original Dragon Ball and there was no Dragon Ball Z? No, as in, in the, um, the manga? Yeah, in the manga. So uh, Dragon Ball was all the way up to the Margin Buu saga or whatever it was. Yeah, right. They did that with uh, Naruto as well. In the show, they called it Naruto Shippuden, and in, but Naruto just went through as Naruto in the, in the manga. Right. Is that just to make it more palatable and well, sellable? Well, they had a three-year uh, break, and then in that, then when Naruto returned from the show, the characters were three years older and they just went on and they called it Shippuden, which I don't even know what that word means. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. I mean, they did the same here with Dragon Ball. I think the reason they did it there was to separate uh, Goku as a kid and Goku as uh, and a young adult. What is basically, he? That's 20s? basically the same. Yeah. Basically yeah. the same as Naruto. But um, all they did in the books is change the color of the spine from like white to black. <laughs> and added a Z, a Z. Um, But we're not here to talk about the manga specifically. I want to talk about the anime. Dragon Ball Z aired in Japan on Fuji TV from April 26, 1989 to January 31st, 1996. That's seven years. Uh, It's been broadcast in at least 81 countries worldwide. Um, We got it a lot later than that, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, when I saw it, it was the first time it was on television, but I saw it probably in the late 90s. Yep, same. Um, um, like 97, 98 yep. or something like that. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I'm not sure if that was the first time it had come around, but it was definitely the first time I'd ever seen it. I saw it on Cheese TV. Yep, same. Uh, I, it was right before Sailor Moon or right after Sailor Moon, one of the two. Anyway, it was great. And I remember the English version spoiled that Goku went Super Saiyan in the opening credits. And the whole time, at least for me, you were sitting there waiting for Goku to go into this awesome transformation. 
that opening, the English opening with that Dragon Ball song was so good. That right, dragon, rock the dragon. dragon, rock the dragon. And I'm like, so that wasn't, and it, was that just the English version that had that song? Do you yeah, know about um, the song? Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball Z, I think is, hey, la, hey, cha-cha. I yep. don't know Japanese, but yeah, that <laughs> hey, cha-cha is the Dragon Ball Z. Incidentally, uh, the Dragon Ball Super song, that is a banger and a half. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and also the Dragon Ball GT is also very good. But we're not talking about, are we allowed to talk about them? I thought we oh, we can doing, touch on it. I'll, I'll pull us back. Z. No, Z. We'll, we'll, we'll pull it back. We'll pull it back. Okay. Uh, the title Dragon Ball Z was chosen by Akira Toriyama because Z is the last letter of the alphabet. And he wanted to finish <laughs> the series because he was running out of ideas for Dragon Ball. Clearly uh, the, he wasn't. <laughs> we've had GT. Well, he wasn't a part of GT, was he? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why GT's not canon anymore. And they, he came back to do Super. I just thought it was not canon because it was rubbish. Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, conventional knowledge in Japan uses the word Z for the anime separate, to separate Goku's childhood from adult life, which we've been through. I should probably follow my notes. Okay, on to the actual storyline. Dragon Ball Z continues the adventures of Goku, who along with his companions defend the Earth against villains ranging from aliens, such as Freezer, androids, such as Cell, and whatever the hell Margin Boo is. He, he's Marshmallow. I was going to say, is he, a, is he known as the Marshmallow? I don't know. I always thought he was marshmallowy. You might, I mean, he, he eats people and turns them into chocolate, so I always thought he was a sweet-based enemy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while the original Dragon Ball uh, followed Goku from childhood to early adulthood, Dragon Ball Z is a continuation of his adult life, but at the same time parallels the life of his son, Gohan, as well as the development, uh, development of his rival, Vegeta. Um, hmm. Did you know Vegeta was a uh, one, one-time villain originally? He was supposed to be just like the weekly boss. Yeah, they, um, oh, I didn't know that, but yeah, you, you get that vibe from it. And then I reckon as just writing went on, they, they decided to do that old, uh, you know, cause I call that the Vegeta like uh, method when a baddie becomes uh, a goodie or yep. becomes part of the crew begrudgingly. Yeah, I call that like the yeah that like they vegeted him. If it, that's in anything else, like if it yeah, it happens a fair lot in anime now, and that might have been the first time that it ever been. It happens like, a lot everywhere. Like it happened in Buffy with Spike. Yeah, but I don't count that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I'd never seen uh, up until that point. Like I'd been used to Western cartoons where it was always the very Americanized way of you know the baddies are baddies through and through, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, it's a very Western way of thinking that like you need someone to be the enemy and someone that has to be beaten. But then when I started watching anime, I realized that these baddies are just people with motives and their motives can change and they can change. And as a kid, that was a really, um, well, not even a kid. I was a teenager. It was a really refreshing way of looking at storytelling. And in the stuff I do now, I always try and make it that, just because they're a baddie doesn't mean they're going to be a baddie forever. They, they have an opportunity to change. And I first got that from anime. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got something similar, but from a, a slightly different source. Mine came from wrestling. Um, in the, <laughs> no, really, because I used to help write wrestling storylines and I do still do every now and then. But uh, in order to be a really captivating and effective uh, villain or heel or bad guy in wrestling, the bad guy has to believe that what they're doing is completely right and justified. Like no one thinks that they're the villain in their story. Uh, So if you want a believable villain, you want them 
to believe and you almost want to be able to see their point of view like magneto for example i was yeah i was just about to bring up magneto i I'd thought about it my actually magneto x-men comics were way before that i'd seen dragon ball z <laughs> yeah just that uh like you understand his family and his people were slaughtered and now he uh, has all these powers and uh, is afraid of that happening again so is just not taking any chances because he's yeah. experienced it before and like he has the same, you know, vibe as Professor X, as in wanting to, you know, he just wants mutants to survive, but he's yeah. just doing it in a, a way that he thinks is the correct way, which not necessarily is, is the worst way a lot of the time. Well, oh, no, it's often bad, but he does he does uh, position himself next to some pretty rubbish people. Yeah, well, I think Magneto's whole thing is he just wanted to uh, have dominance or wipe out anyone who came up against him, whereas Charles said, "Hey, can can we just have a hug and get along?" Yeah. Anyway, but we're talking about Dragon Ball. Incidentally, uh, a paper I read a while ago uh, paralleled the Western's ideas of good versus bad, uh, linking back to the Bible. Because in the Bible, you have good characters and you have bad characters and that's it. So yeah, that's, that's sort of how society has grown up. In yeah, that, that, that's point. kind of what I was saying before. Like, we always grew up with like, a baddie's a baddie. And like in films, if a baddie was like the baddie, if he got killed at the end by the good guy, that wasn't a bad thing. And I, yeah. it should be, And I, I go back and see stuff now and I'm like, the goodie just murdered the bad guy. He's yeah. a bad, he's a bad guy, but they were, we're all sitting there clapping and uh, you know, yay, justice prevails. No, it wasn't justice. It's just like a wrong way of thinking. And, yeah. and that was, as I said, that's where anime opened my eyes up that you, where uh, each side has a reason to be on their side. Yeah. It's a lot more depth to it. Um, yeah, and they're believable. And I think that's why anime is very good. And I think that's why Dragon Ball is as successful as it has been. But back to that. Uh, due to the success of the anime in the United States, the manga chapters making up its story were initially released by Viz Media under, dra- under the Dragon Ball Z title. Its popularity has spawned numerous releases, which have come to represent the majority of content in the Dragon Ball franchise, including 15 movies, two TV specials, and 148 games with many of them at least in japan i know um dragon ball z remains a cultural icon through numerous adaptations and re-releases including a more recent remastered broadcast of dragon ball kai there's also been two sequels dragon ball gt which is non-canonical and dragon ball super which is 2015 2018 and hopefully again soon um so my question is what is it about dragon ball that got you hooked specifically it's a hard one, but I, I, I think I kind of know that because I started watching it. Obviously, it was on in the morning. So you get up and you just watch whatever's on on the TV. But I started watching this like, show and I was getting really, really into it. And I'd heard about this so-called transformation. So I thought, I'll just watch it until he transforms. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm watching it and watching it and watching it. And at the time, I was working in like a, soul, a soul-crushing job at a winery on a production line. Right, And I went to work and I mentioned it to, to my supervisors who were older than me. And they were like, yeah, my kid watches that, but I've been watching it as well. <laughs> like these other adults. And then all of a sudden our week, our, our morning meetings at my work were about Dragon Ball and these adults standing around theorizing what they thought was going to happen in the episode. And um, yeah, because uh, we've got to remember this is before the internet. This oh, is yeah, the before well, times. We couldn't yeah, look up or get videos. No, we might have been able to download a JPEG of a picture. <laughs> Over three days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Just what got you hooked? Yeah, so that was kind of what got me hooked. I, I had this group of adults 
that were theorizing every morning about what was going to happen. I mean, people had good theories and that, and, and then you watch to see like who was right and what was going to happen, who was going to beat, who was going to die, you know, who was going to beat who. And it was just this, you know, it, it seemed important. Hmm. Uh, and I think that's why it, I overtook most cartoons is because cartoons up until that point weren't important. Like, I mean, I mean, everyone loves GI Joe and all stuff like that, but at the end of the day, they were rubbish storylines. They were candy. They were like, so buy these toys, and which yeah, is were- exactly why they were made. He-Man, Transformers, GI Joe, they were all made to sell the toy line. Yeah. And where animes were made um, uh, from the mangas, the books, and the books had to be good to sell. So they were uh, effort was put into their storytelling instead of just like, you know, buy this truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of storytelling, I did want to uh, go into one of the best things that Akira Toriyami does in his stories, uh, specifically Dragon Ball. And it's his obsession with food puns. Oh, yeah, all their names, everything. So, yeah, you've got Vegeta, which is uh, a play on vegetable, and his brother, which was revealed, is Tarble. Right? No, 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 that's Goku's brother. But, uh, oh. yeah, so you've got Vegeta and Tarble, and Tarble is obviously veg and Tarble. Um, Gohan, <laughs> Gohan, I think, is breakfast and also rice in Japanese. Uh, Raditz is radish. Kakarot is carrot. And then you've got freezer, cooler, cold, etc. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, their names were, dad. Yeah, their names are rubbish. Although then you got Goku, which is like it's branching off of Journey to the West kind of thing as well. And you've got that element in there, which was really weird. Yeah, I guess we should talk about that uh, a little bit. It's um, well, talk through what Journey to the West is. So, well, as far as I know, it's a uh, a, a story from China originally of a bunch of uh so everyone knows monkey magic which is what we uh, we uh, in western were most like um familiar with we know would yeah familiar with so it's the story of monkey uh and the chibichaka the what's what's his name the the monk and they have been like they have to go across india to the west to i don't know what they're doing they're delivering a scroll or something aren't they or uh depends i think monkey was a specific part out of the series because it's a series of three or four large books i've got them here um what are they called journey to the west journey to the west one two and three so it starts with uh, the monkey king uh who who was a monkey who uh i think oh i have to go back and read him he got like very small part yeah, oh, so that yeah, and then he like gets kicked out. He gets too big for his boots. He's like the general the of the army of heaven or something, wasn't that right? Or something? that's he or, becomes the general of the heaven. Yeah, that's yeah, what so, that's yeah, the so, end story. Yeah, so the first start is him like in heaven, and then he gets cast down to earth. And the second story is him journeying to the west, isn't it, or something like that? Or I can't remember. Yeah, I, all anyway. I know is there's so many versions of this type of thing. I mean, even like growing up watching heaps of other animes, like Sayuki is based on the the journey to the west. There's so many of like, everything. There's yeah. so many things where you just like video games where you just like, oh, that's the, that's, you know, that out of Journey of the West. This is that out of Journey of the West. Um, huge. And, and one of my favorite movies is Journey to the West by uh, Stephen Chow. Um, the guy making Kung Fu Hustle and all that stuff like that. Like, great. Is that the one we watched at your place where the kid got eaten by a giant fish? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Um, yeah. All you need to know about Journey to the West for purposes of this podcast cast is that the monkey king flies on a cloud and has an extendable staff and a tail and a tail (laughs) because he's a monkey 
Yeah, that's, um, the only, that's really the only thing they took out of it, which is weird. Like, why just that little bit? I mean, the they tail. did it in Dragon Ball. So that must have been coming out of Dragon Ball for some reason. Like, What's that? The, the, him having the, monk, the, the Journey to the West, like, features. Like, yeah. is there a reason for that? Um, I don't know. Well, now that I think of it, if it was one whole story, then uh, Goku being a Saiyan would have been part of that original gold, uh, the original Dragon Ball books, wouldn't it? Well, he did change. Yeah, he came down from in the Saiyan. Because when his, go, uh, his grandfather, Gohan, found him, like he was in a spaceship, yeah? Or yeah, was that yeah. not revealed till later? I can't remember. Oh no, because he, t- of course, because he turned into a giant monkey and killed his his father. Yeah, yeah, like so. Yeah. That was always there. Yeah, there we go. Look at us, es- experts. Experts. Oh, dude, I, Dragon Ball is a long time ago for me. I'm yeah. just trying to remember like uh, the differences in it. Uh, speaking of differences, though, uh, did you know that there were quite a few censored bits in the Japanese anime of Dragon Ball Z and what we got over here? Remembering this came out in the 90s and we weren't as open to some of the things that are uh, represented in Japanese anime <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, that, um, I know where, where you're going with this and stuff, but I, know, I remember when I was watching it originally and I said I was talking with my workmates about it, there was a rumour that there was a version where there was blood in it. <laughs> oh, there uh, certainly uh, was. Yeah, yeah. And because, but back then there was no, you know, getting that kind of like, uh, we, we couldn't have got that version. But I remember like thinking to myself, oh my God, imagine seeing it like, you know, when they chop off Freezer's tail that it's got blood coming out of it or when they get punched in the face, it's not just like sweat coming out and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I guess, and then, uh, then later on they brought out the DVD sets of the uncut version, and we got them, and like, and and yeah, it's it's not actually that much different at all no. it, for the violence. But then there's the other stuff as well, which you're probably going to talk about. Yeah, I will in a sec. But I just want to highlight the one that uh, really highlighted it for me was when Trunks were first introduced to Trunks, and Cyber Freezer comes back. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and Trunks just obliterates him, and that scene where he cuts uh, Freezer in half. And Freezer's just standing there going, oh, oh, oh. And then it goes to Freezer's point of view. And it slides alongside each other horizontally. Like yeah. the uh, left-hand side goes up, the right-hand side goes down, and you're just looking at trunks. And then it cuts back and Freezer's been cut in half. And then he uh, dices, uh, dices Freezer up and, and blasts him. Did sure, you think Freezer was a female? No. I always thought Freezer was a female. Oh, because the head of the voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I just thought he was just like a, an, a, an elegant man. <laughs> Do you know Akira Toriyama? Uh, <laughs> he, um, the uh, the galactic whatever it is that Freezer's a part of, uh, are actually real estate people. Like that's who he's based him on, and he said that because real estate people, in his opinion, are the worst people in the universe. So Freezer's a real estate agent. <laughs> What's wrong with real estate people? I don't know, but Akira Toriyama hates them, and so that's what Freezer and all those cronies are based on. That's <laughs> so estate. weird because, like, if I'm, um, you know. Politicians yeah, but, are clearly but, the worst people. <laughs> well, I don't know. Over here, yeah, maybe. Anyway, on to the, some of the censored bits. Um, some of the challenges that were made from Japan to English release. Uh, challenges or changes? Uh, many of these were extreme cases of violence, such as Vegeta punching through someone's stomach or Vegeta slicing off a head. In fact, <laughs> 50% of Vegeta was removed during the 96 airing. Ooh. That's not true. I just made that up. Uh, other images were covered up, like Gohan being naked all about the place. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he was always—he always had his pants off, running around. 
did we get Dragon Ball here? Yeah, I think so. On television? It was a long time afterwards. Like, I think it was in the mid-2000s. Because Goku had a lot of naked scenes, if I remember as well. Well, well, we're about to get into some more. So, in Dragon Ball Z, the Raditz saga, uh, they edited out the scene with Bulma bashing Master Roshi in the head for trying to touch her breasts. (laughs) Fair enough. Dude, that character's like a wretch. Oh, we're going to hear more about him. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Like, it's so weird. Like, the... Yeah, anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, while Goku and Raditz were being blasted by the special beam cannon, uh, the blast is only seen going through Raditz um, and all the blood was edited out. They cut out a scene where it goes through Goku's chest and then bursts through Raditz and like Goku has blood pouring out of his chest and I think a bit coming out of his mouth as well. I'm not sure because he dies, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Vegeta Saga. Uh, the scene where one of Princess Snake's attendants plays and loses Russian roulette is cut out of most major dubs, including the original English dub. So, yeah, Russian roulette. They, uh, I think uh, they try and coax Goku into staying with them and playing a game. Uh, and she goes, come on, we'll, we'll play this fun game and holds a, a gun, spins the barrel and blows her head out. <laughs> and Goku just goes, no, nah, I'm good. Weird. And just continues along the same way. Uh, the Cybermen strike. Various shots of Yamcha's corpse are painted over to show an empty crater. You know that um, that iconic scene with they've made a pop toy out of now of Yamcha sort of lying in the crater in a huddle after the Cyberman's just yep. obliterated him. Uh, yeah, we didn't see that in the original '96 release. Too too much, too much for the little eyes. It, was, I, on, it was on cheese TV. I do it remember though. It wasn't meant for teenagers. Like that, back then, cartoons were for kids, so they just took out everything. Yeah, uh, they also had um, a version that I saw where he was lying in the crater, but the voice actor came in and went, oh, oh, so like he was just knocked out. Uh, they did that a lot as well, such as Napa destroying the city and just going, oh, lucky it was a Sunday. Otherwise, all those buildings would have been filled. Yeah. <laughs> just little things like that. They shoot down a helicopter and go, oh, they've destroyed the drone helicopter. Quick, get the other guys out of there. And Tien going, oh, I can see them parachuting out from here. Yeah, they're bad guys. They're supposed to die. Uh, Cybermen Strike, there was also a scene cut with Master Roshi groping uh, Bulma's rear. (laughs) Master Roshi. Uh, Namek Saga, the scene where the nurse was getting angry at Master Roshi for touching her butt was removed. It's just all Master Roshi, (laughs) isn't it? Pretty much. The Majin Buu Saga, the scene where Master Roshi buried his face into Android 18's breasts after the airplane crash was removed. Why not? In the tsunami airing, the scene where blood was gushing out of b- uh, Babidi? Babidi? Bibbidi. Uh, That's right. It's Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, headless body was removed. Uh, the scene with Videl slapping Master Roshi for attempting to touch her breasts was not shown on TV. Videl's so young. I know. <laughs> he tried to feel her up. Uh, Mr. Satan, of course, was called Hercule in the English dub. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, well, they removed all religious iconography. Um, however, the manga has since gone on to explain that Hercule is his real name and Mr. Satan is his stage, line, stage name, kind of like Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollier. So his real Wait. name's Terry Bollier, but he goes under Hulk Hogan. I didn't know his name was Terry. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I don't know much about wrestling. Yeah, it's probably better that way. Uh, and finally, the scenes where Master Roshi touches Bulma's butt 
and gets slapped for burying his face into her breast as they are watching Piccolo lead Superboo out of the hi- well, to the hyperbolic time chamber were cut. Hmm. Do you, like, do you remember um, Videl when she's first introduced and she's like a real a little girl? Yep, like a baby. Oh, she's like a uh, yeah. She's still walking around and talking. Yeah, but I she's watching. It, she's watching the TV, isn't she? Oh no, 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 no! I'm thinking about Chi Chi. Yeah. In Dragon Ball, and she's got like she's a child and she's in a bikini. Yep. It's it's really weird. Like she's wearing weird, sexy outfit. And she's yeah, well, like, they they have different uh, different views on things over uh, in Japan. Yeah, that's, and that's what I was going to get into. Like Master Roshi, he um. So he to them he was just a funny old man, and that's what old men did. But to us, it was just like that's a that's a sex offender. That's a sex offender. <laughs> yep. Like that's basically like, yeah, harassment on very high scales. And, um, and it just showed the cultural difference in Japan. Like a lot of stuff is a lot more accepted. I mean, like the age of marriage in Japan is still quite low. I think, um, really? Is, yeah. I think it's, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it might be like 14 or something. Is that age of marriage or age of consent? Age of consent, sorry. Oof, that's, wow. Uh, um, but I might be wrong. I remember it was that at some stage or uh, uh, the times might have changed. I mean, I don't keep up on countries, you know, sex laws or anything like that. But I remember hearing at one stage of someone telling me that and I was like, that's crazy. Like, And then you get like America with like, you still have to be 22, 21 or whatever it is to drink yeah, like probably, alcohol. It's probably right. But, you you know, you can vote at 18, but you can't drink till you're 20. You know, Everything's in the wazoo. Up the wazoo. Mm. Uh, speaking of Japan, did you see much when you, you've been over there on your trips? Now, I knew I had mentioned this. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all the times I've ever been to Japan, Dragon Ball has never been in the spotlight. I've been there before with, like, you know, the, you know, uh, uh, One Piece's, like, anniversaries and it was on everything in the world. I've been there with, like, when Death Note was huge, when, like, Attack on Titan was huge and all that. But I've never been to Japan when uh, Dragon Ball was in the... Uh, the Zeitgeist. The, yeah, the, uh, at all. Which is... Because you, uh, you mentioned that to me and I was like, I didn't... Yeah, it was never around when I was there and I just missed it. What about you? Because you... Was it there yeah. when you were there? Well, first time when I went away to Singapore, I think in about... 2000 uh again i was still obsessed with dragon ball at the time and dragon ball z so i went around to all the figure shops that are on awkward road in singapore and ended up like couldn't find anything dragon ball so i ended up asking uh one of the shopkeepers there and said oh do you have anything dragon ball and she said oh no that stuff's quite old you, you'd be lucky to find anything so they they'd had their dragon ball craze and the resurgence and it had all died off however last time i went to japan which is probably about two years ago now uh, it was right in the middle of Dragon Ball Super being released. So there was stuff everywhere. All the Shonen Jump stores, like you go into a Shonen Jump store and there's a massive life-size figure of Goku doing a Kamehameha um, somewhere in the store, each of the stores nice. like that. Uh, Dragon Ball Super stuff was everywhere. The Gachapons, I had Dragon Ball Super stuff in there. I've even bought some, you can see them on the desk during some of the Critical Path shows. Mm. Just some of the figures I've bought back. Uh, yeah, the Vegeta that I always play with on the show. Uh, he came from Akihabara, some dude just selling Dragon Ball stuff on the side. So yeah, I was lucky to go there when it was at a height and the Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan version of Goku was plastered all about the place. Um, you know, it, it was fun. It was fine. 
Uh, I yeah. guess it's a lot more popular now as the world becomes much more globalized and, and people realize what uh, Westerners come over there to, to look for. Well, it makes sense because of the resurgence of super. Um, but yeah, all the times I went within that time between super and Dragon Ball Z, like completely finishing. So, And um, it was a long time. It's like 20 years or something. How good is it? Did you go? I don't know if you did, but the, watching those Dragon Ball Super films in the cinema when they came out, did you see? Yeah, well, we went and saw the um, Dragon Ball Super one together. But the yeah. Dragon Ball Z ones, I think I saw uh, the first one, um, Bardock. Yeah. They're great. Like, as in, just seeing stuff in the cinema like that is so, so fun. I did like them. Uh, the first couple, though, the DVD releases, I didn't like because the Western release, they put like Drowning Pool over it. And like all these metal songs. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> no, don't do that. I just want to see fighting. But yeah, they're really good films. And it's one thing that always really, I guess, freaked me. Not freaked me out, but I couldn't understand was things not being canon. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't like film. If they're not canon, I, I, I consider them rubbish. A lot of the Bleach films are like that to me and Naruto films. I'm like, if it's not canon, what's the point? If, it, it's not, if it's not going to advance the story or they're not going to learn from it or bring it up later or the characters can't come back into it, what's the point of it? Like, Gohan that, had a dragon in all the movies, but nowhere else. He used to fly on this dragon and this dragon used to look after him. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Yeah. No, you only like canon films. Like, so that's I was more talking about, like, the, the, the return of F, whatever they call it, the resurrection of F, like the more recent ones, the Broly yeah. one. I rather that Broly one. That, that Broly amazing. one's excellent. I want to watch that again because, yeah, we saw that. You, me, and Brayden saw that. Yeah, the power um, of Broly in that was like, like the biggest Dragon Ball like power up I've ever seen. <laughs> is that where he like powers up and destroys the planet or something? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. The best part in that one though is when Vegeta and Goku realize they can't beat him together as separate entities and realize they need a fusion. So they uh, slam uh, <laughs> they slam Broly who's out of control at the moment, and then fly past the freezer and go. Freezer tag, you're it. And then instant tra- teleport out of there. And Freezer just goes, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Broly comes up and just starts fighting Freezer. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, the, the jokes are better in Dragon Ball now, and especially in Dragon Ball Super and that, where he realizes what he's got. And um, he realizes that he can't do a spirit bomb for, you know, a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> power, like it moves along a lot quicker, but it doesn't feel like it's rushed, which is really nice, which is exactly what happened with Kai when I rewatched Kai. To me, it felt like nothing was taken out of it, yet it was like, like drastically shorter. Mm. Um, I mean, all the filler episodes got taken out, which you don't even notice, but like even just like the powering up and stuff, nothing seemed like it was quick. Like the spirit bomb seemed like in Kai, like it had a good amount of time to, like, it was well paced. And the Kai version is definitely the best ver- way to watch Dragon Ball Z or Abridged. Yeah, well, we're, <laughs> we're going to touch on Abridged very, very shortly. Um, but that, the only one filler episode I really enjoyed was the one where Piccolo and Goku have to learn how to drive for some reason. Same, same here, same here. Whether Chi-Chi makes them go get their license, we all, uh, me and my mate always used to joke about that, like how ridiculous it was. And, and then you can play that in the Dragon Ball Kakarot game. Oh, see, that? I, that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, one thing I want to uh, touch on is the fact that you and I are both fathers. And I want to discuss who is the worst father, Goku or Vegeta? Goku. <laughs> yep. yep. Goku is the worst father. In fact, he's not even a father. At least Vegeta gives fatherly advice sometimes. And like he wants his 
boy to be a man, you know, and stuff like that. And well, he shows some attention and beats the crap out of him and then mocks him. But there's some kind of uh, respect there. But, yeah, uh, where, where Goku is just like, if, if he didn't exist, it wouldn't even matter to Goku. Well, having a, having a son or having sons is just uh, getting in the way of Goku's training. Exactly. Having what? a wife is getting in the way of Goku's training. I don't even he, know why he has, has sex at all. <laughs> he, he's so completely selfish and self-absorbed. It, it's really hard to like, root for him even. Like, I think that's why a lot of the shine went on to Vegeta because even though Vegeta is a prick, he has that soft spot deep down where he does visibly care for his son. Yeah. And, like um, when Cell kills uh, Trunks. Yeah, he doesn't like that, eh? No, Vegeta just goes nuts at him. Whereas uh, Goku <laughs> just goes, hey, Cell, you're fighting Gohan now. Didn't something happen in Super? Or he's like, don't hit my wife or something like that. Like, yeah, and they all made fun of Vegeta <laughs> for caring about his wife. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, and nah, uh, once again, Japanese culture. Like, you're such a good country and you're so rubbish at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's such a dichotomy. Now, you mentioned Dragon Ball Abridged before by Team Four Star. Hmm. You were the one who got me onto this and I binged the hell out of it. That series is great. Do you want to just run through what it is? So basically... Um, Team Four Star, which is, I don't know what, what they are. They're just like a YouTube channel, are they? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, they, they got Dragon Ball Z. They abridged it, as in they cut down every episode into a couple of minutes, I think. Um, and took, took, you know, took out anything that was filler, re-edited it in a way, and, and re-voice acted it to make it a complete comedy, while still keeping the exact storyline and everything that's happening in the show but doing it in a comedic way with uh, funny cuts and swearing and just modern humour um, and voice acting as well, like uh, nailing the voice acting. Yeah. And it actually becomes like, if you've never seen Dragon Ball, you could nearly watch a bridge and still get the same out of it like that you would watching Dragon Ball with the added, added feature of this hilarious comedy in there and and um, really modern takes on the characters of Vegeta and Goku. And they, they, they really, really point out how bad a dad Goku is in that. Yeah. Uh, a couple of times they have an ongoing joke where Gohan just goes, uh, like, Gohan will misbehave or do something and Goku won't approve. And they'll just have Goku go, uh, Piccolo should really talk to Gohan about that. Yeah, yeah. And so because like, the only like, father figure Gohan's actually had in the show is when, when his father left him with a monster for a year <laughs> well, truth be told, uh, Three years? Go no, Goku got killed and Piccolo stole him. <laughs> so, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but, but yeah. It, was, it was still a dick move by Goku. Yeah, um, yeah, I really loved it. I really loved that series. They finished it up now. They finished it at the end of the Cell Saga, uh, which took them ages to bring out. And truth be told, I'm fine with that. I didn't really enjoy uh, the Margin Buu Saga. I think I've seen it once and haven't really even watched it again. Um, but I, I really, admit, I, I've I've never finished the um, the Margin Buu saga. The 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 bits where he they go inside of him. You remember yeah. that stuff? Like, I yeah. just, I I tapped out, and I was like, I came back recently and thought, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna finish it. I might as well finish it. I might as well finish it. And I watched like a bunch of episodes. And went, I'm not finishing it. <laughs> like yeah. it's not even worth it. Yeah, it's really not. It it's certainly they ended on a whimper. Had they ended after the Cell Saga, I think uh, that would have been. Uh, a, a really high finishing point. 
Um, well, you, you could have had Majin Buu. It's just like, it just didn't work. Like the, 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 uh, the evil Buu, the gray yep. one, like yep. they should have just worked on that character and yeah. just had that as a big boss guy. Like He was scary. Like yeah. the gray one. Yeah. Uh, Kid Boo was like just this powerhouse and I understand what they were going for there. But um, yeah, like gray Boo was almost like a zombie. Mm. This big threatening, it, had they leaned into a bit more horror with him just, you know, walking through, just eating everyone. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Um, but I really like Cell. Uh, especially again, coming back to the abridged, the, what they do there in um, uh, Dragon Ball abridged is hilarious because you haven't got up to that bit yet, have you? No, I, I kind of cut out of Bridge for a while, but um, I will get there eventually. Right, without spoiling too much, uh, I will just say this one thing. Uh, <laughs> Goku is just obsessed with how good-looking Cell is. <laughs> like, oh, nice. Is that, that little joke? They're running through it. They're just the running thread. It's just like, he's just so attractive. <laughs> I still think that um, the best enemy and the best thing and the best storyline in fight is still like the, uh, the Freezer one. Like, I don't think they'll ever beat that. It had the first transformation into Super Saiyan. It had like an enemy that seemed so unbeatable, and like just the. the it was plotted really well. It yeah, set Freezer up to be this big, like because he just scraped by with Vegeta. Yeah, and then for Vegeta to say, "Oh no, there's someone who's even stronger than me," <laughs> and not just stronger, like chronically stronger. Yeah, I've always thought about like, what if. As a kid, I was like, what if Frieza had come to Earth instead of Vegeta and uh, the show just would have ended in three episodes? <laughs> like, well, we kind of saw that in Super where Gold Frieza came back and Vegeta was, you know, dicking around too much and gave Frieza the opportunity to blow up the planet. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like that. Um, what's your favourite part of Dragon Ball? What's the one part that really sticks out to you that you think that is amazing? Of Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Um... I really liked, I'm just trying to think of my favorite moments. It's, it's a hard one because it's so long. And so, and I know as soon as I say one, I'll think of one that I like better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously the transformation into Super Saiyan is, mm-hmm. is always like one of the, the great moments. Um, the Gohan, oh no, the Gohan beating Cell was pretty good with like the ghost of his dad helping him with like the one-armed Gohan, like his arms all broken, and he still like fires a beam out at the end. There, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, that's great. That, that, and a bridge did that really well as well. You should yeah, actually did get that onto that. Serious. Yeah, I've seen up to there. I think. Um, what else? Like, obviously Goku and Piccolo driving the car. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. It's like, I don't know. Do you have a favorite? I do. I've I've got one thing that I loved so much that I just, it's a dichotomy of character or a dichotomy of the rules the universe sets. So one thing with writing or uh, what you should achieve with writing is you set the rules for the universe. Your characters can fly. Sweet. That's fine. But you have to stick to that rule. Um, they can fly when they get to this power level. Okay, excellent. So uh, the one thing that really uh, I loved was after um, Vegeta came back after the uh, Freezer saga, when Vegeta found out that Goku became Super Saiyan and Vegeta decided he was going to become Super Saiyan. So he went off to a planet and just trained, 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 trying to become Super Saiyan and he couldn't be Super Saiyan. He couldn't become Super Saiyan. Um, And he got so angry and so pissed off that he couldn't become Super Saiyan he went Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> that's just great. 
That's just yeah, the, the thing that he hated. Like, he got so angry he couldn't go. He became that for me is brilliant. It's just had a great little touch, and I think it exemplifies the character as well. Yeah, actually, I without a doubt, Vegeta is my favorite character. Like his storylines were always the most interesting. Like that underdogness to him. Well, it's a redemption uh, arc, but he never really tries to get redemption. Like he just changes his way of thinking. He opens himself up to like friendship and feelings. Um, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Well, like he always, his driving force is he wants to beat Goku, but he doesn't want to kill him now. He just that, wants to beat him. The bit, I mean, this is, this is like, however old this is, this cartoon, 25 years old, 30 years old, whatever it is. Um, there's no spoilers. We can't spoil anything, can we? No. Nah. Yeah. The bit where Vegeta sacrifices himself is so good. Like, in the Margin Boo saga? Yeah, that's heaps good. I mean, it's in the Margin Boo saga. I don't like the Margin Boo saga, but that bit when he's like, and he said, I can't remember what he says, but he says something like when he's just about to die, he says something about goat uh, trunks. He's like something about his son or something. I can't remember what it is, but I remember thinking, whoa, that's crazy. And then he kills himself. And I remember being actually quite upset when that yeah. happened. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. As it's, it's a redemption arc. And he, that he wasn't chasing. He wasn't like Angel trying to make up for himself in Buffy. This is the second time I've mentioned Buffy this episode. What's going yeah, on there? Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like he's not you know, torn by his previous actions. He, he doesn't give a crap about his previous actions. Like no. um, he, he, he's quite happy with what he did and sees that he did it for a reason and it's like, whatever, it's in the past. What about, what about the handling of Bulma? <laughs> her character throughout the whole thing is so bad uh, it's she's a great character and she's cool and she was awesome but like she was handled so badly on so many occasions well like, dragon ball's known for her being naked a lot yeah and she's i've got a jumper with her naked on it <laughs> jesus um she was like wasn't she she was the smartest girl on the planet at some stage yep. in dragon ball like she was she like she was part of capsule core. She was like inventing. She like helped the entire planet like evolve itself. Yep. And why did she want the Dragon Balls? Yeah, what was it? It was making herself beautiful. No, she wanted a boyfriend. <laughs> isn't that's that all women are apparently. Like, <laughs> isn't isn't that no? But she found Yumcha in the end, so she didn't need the Dragon Balls. <laughs> Yamcha, who was see, there are some weird characters in Dragon Ball. Like Yamcha was just Goku. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they didn't even try and make him different. And then Yamcha, another uh, another food. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and then I think in Dragon Ball Super, uh, Bulma wanted the Dragon Balls because she was aging too much, and because Saiyans don't age or they age differently, uh, she felt bad that Vegeta hadn't aged a day, but she was getting wrinkles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. This is um, in Super. This is in something that was made less than five years ago. Yeah, but I think that in Super was riffing off the fact of how badly her character was treated originally. Right. Like, he would have known at that point that, like... I like, hope so. That's just the running joke now that, that they handled her character. So, like, and then, like, you know, Vegeta, obviously, they, they, make, they make busy together. You know, yep. they, they make they have they have a relationship, and it's like you can't see, and there's no like. <laughs> That's what I love it. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no relationship between them at all. Like you just see them, and she just respects him so much, as if he's like such a good dude, but he's not. 
<laughs> no, I think she sees what no one else can. I think that's the whole cliche they're going for there. But they address well, that again. Double- that's the whole thing that Japanese uh, stuff always goes for is that like men are amazing. And even if you can't see, <laughs> see what, what is good about them, there is something amazingly amazing in there that only a good woman can find. <laughs> like, uh, uh, again, Dragon Ball abridged um, handled that really, really well. I had uh, like, <laughs> I still remember uh, it was Vegeta training in one of the time chambers that Bulma made and Bulma's video comes up on the screen. And uh, they just start going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then Bulma <laughs> just goes, my room, five minutes. <laughs> and oh, there, he yeah, yeah. Off and Virginia just goes, bitch. And then walks out. <laughs> like, like, that's how it's going to uh, go. But, that's uh, a relationship. Yeah. One of the, the best parts of, again, a bridge was when Trunks takes Goku aside to tell him that he's the son of Vegeta and Bulma. But he can't let anyone else know yet because... Uh, then they won't find their way to each other. Then trunks won't be born and blah, blah, blah. Back to the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, before that Piccolo reviews that uh, reveals except they that, do, except they do like do it as a separate timeline, which actually cancels that out. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the joke they went for in the bridge was Piccolo reveals beforehand that he can hear things long distance. He has different oh, hearing. Yeah. And so trunks is sitting there talking to Goku saying, Oh, um, uh, I'm, I'm Bulma's son. And he goes, Oh, so you're young child's kid. And he went, Oh no. No, my, my father's Vegeta. And in the distance, you just hear Piccolo piss himself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's great. Amazing. Everyone should go watch Dragon Ball Abridged. But before we wrap up, I've just got a couple of facts here about Dragon Ball Z that I thought I'd share with you and get your thoughts on. Yep. Uh, the first one, the English voice actor, Sean Schemmel, uh, who was behind Goku, uh, has noted that he actually shouted himself into unconsciousness on several occasions when he was powering up as Goku. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> he literally passed out. Is he the same guy that does the the opening bit, like previously on Dragon Ball Z? Is that the same voice actor? Ooh, I don't know. Possibly. I remember when back in the day when I was doing stuff for Retrospect, we had him on as on a podcast. That guy, and he did like previously on Retrospect Z, like. Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it might have been the same guy. Oh, well, I've got a little story about him as well. Um, one, of the, one of the cons that he was a guest for uh, in Adelaide years and years and years ago, they held a Kamehameha contest, which for those of you who don't know, they invite everyone up onto a stage and yell out Kamehameha and they whittle down the line until there's only two people left. Uh, so I decided to go up there and give it a go. And the judges were, I think, the, Chris Sabat, who's the voice of Vegeta. Um, and Sean Schimmel, who's the voice of Goku and the voice of Gohan as well. So those three guys. Uh, so we're all up on stage doing, uh, Kamehameha, blah, blah, blah. It got down to the top four. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It got down to the top four and, um, it, oh man, sorry. I've lost my train of thought. It got down to the top four. Yes. There were four people left out of the competition. I was one of them. (laughs) Well, there was four of us, you see. Uh, And we had to go one at a time doing our Kamehameha. So the first person went, did it. Yay. The audience uh, decided by applause as to who who went through. A guy dressed as Deadpool went, yay. He's dressed as Deadpool and he's throwing a Kamehameha. That's hilarious. Uh, Then I went. And I went, Kamehameha. And then stopped, stood up and went, 
uh, we'll be back after this short break. Hmm. And <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I, I, this sounds arrogant, but the audience erupted in laughter. And uh, I got through to the top two uh, and lost to the guy dressed as Deadpool. But before that, uh, the voice actors all came on stage and I ended up throwing a Kamehameha with the guys who voiced Vegeta, Goku and Gohan. Nice. Yeah, there's footage of that somewhere around. I think it's on my personal YouTube page. I should probably find that because that's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll go search that later. Sure, I will. um at one time the freezer versus goku fight was the longest one in anime history running for four hours uh this is the first it was amazing yeah well this is the first battle between goku and freezer um and it was supposed to only go for five minutes Remember really? Freezer goes, well, remember in the um, anime, Freezer goes, oh, I've just seeded the planet with the destruction thing. You've got five minutes until this planet oh, blows yeah. up. Five minutes of story time. Yeah. yeah. yeah but it was, uh, but in real time. Yeah. I love stuff like that. When like, we've got, we've got 10 seconds left and that 10 seconds takes like five minutes. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, see, I'm just, the opposite. See, uh, as, uh, you know how I love my sports animes. Uh, yeah. The, the, the volleyball one I watched called Haikyuu, the last season um last year the whole year was one game wow it was amazing every second every thought every character that was in it had a back at at the whole and the whole season was one game wow it ended with them like the year before getting to the last game of like you know the the competition and then the next whole year was that game it was so good jeez seconds Um in every saga of Dragon Ball Z, Yamcha is either killed, dead already, or gravely injured. Uh, he also always loses in the quarterfinals of every world martial arts tournament. He's just not good. He's just an ongoing joke now. Like, he's not even... No, he's... Yeah. He's I like ridiculous. In Dragon Ball Abridged, they've got the Krillin's, like, like pwned meter or whatever. Yep. Every time he gets owned, yep. and like, it keeps a running score because he never does anything good. He does that one thing. He chops off Freezer's tail with the, um, with the spinning disc, whatever that's called. I can't remember. Yeah. And, well, no, he does two things. He does that and then he dies, which triggers uh, Goku's transformation into Super Saiyan. That is true. But as everyone knows, you can't die in Dragon Ball Z. No. They try <laughs> to, to put hell- rules in. But, well, you know, Goku's only died twice. Well, you, you, apparently you could only come back once. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> no, like, no, it's, it's bad it's Dragon Ball. Thing- when there's like a when there's a threat big enough, they let you come back to try and fight it. The the two separate Dragon Balls because there was the Namekian Dragon Balls and the Earth Dragon Balls. And then the I think super that's how they ones got don't have any rules to them, do they? No, it's just, well they're like the God Dragon Balls, so you can do whatever and you want. They're as big as planets. Aren't they? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Planet balls. Right, a Hitler type character makes an appearance in Dragon Ball C. <laughs> After defeating Goten and Trunks, uh, sorry, after seeing Goten and Trunks go Super Saiyan, he remarks that they should be recruiting them, citing their blonde hair and blue eyes as his baseline for recruitment, which is such a Hitler thing to do. That's crazy. Wait, <laughs> isn't that? Who is Goten again? Goten? Yeah. Goten's uh, Goku's uh, younger son. Other son? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like, he just has another son out of the blue, doesn't he? Just well, so, no. Wait, wait, wait. When he when Trunks, I mean, when, when Gohan grows up, they're like, well, we still need a kid. Let's just have him have another son. That, that, that actually doesn't... ties in to my very last fact here. Yeah. Uh, Goten was originally brought in to replace Goku. Yeah. So I thought uh, Gohan was brought in to replace Goku, but the audiences liked 
No, it was it was Goten. So Gohan was supposed to you were supposed to follow that, but because it was also supposed to mirror, uh, mirror uh, Goku as a father, that was the whole storyline there. But Goten was supposed to take the reins and go off, but uh, the fans rejected it. Well, he's just not very. He was just a kind of a boring character. The um, well, because in Dragon Ball Z, it had that that it had that uh, thing of the next generation was always stronger, which mimics real life, which is cool, but. Yeah, they totally just drop the ball with it with Go Go uh, Goku just breaks that rule. And I like the idea of like the kids being the stronger generation. Um I thought that was good and they could have gone with that a little bit more and made Go. Maybe they should have written him better. Like they tried a couple of years ago to explain it with like there's Z particles in their bloodstream, like midichlorians in Star Wars. Oh. Uh but then they quickly went, No, 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 that's not it. It's just when you you breed with humans there's something that happens <laughs> and yeah pretty yeah. i mean that that's fine as well like saiyans breeding with humans creates super like, saiyans su- super saiyans even though goku's already one um <laughs> <laughs> what's well, easier for them to become or something like that that's why like trunks become super saiyan when he's messing around with vegeta in the time chamber once yeah that, that's right that's how vegeta finds out like he struggled so hard and he's training with trunks and trunks is going, oh it's so hard and vegeta goes well toughen up and he goes, well, wouldn't this just be easier if I go super? And she just says, what? <laughs> and Trunks just goes, Psh! Yeah, he kind of has that weird thing, which I've only ever seen in Japanese culture of the father being jealous of the son. Yep. Like, yep. That's not a thing here, I don't think. No. Like, but it is a massive thing in Japan. Like, Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, so um, Goten originally came about, again, in Dragon Ball Abridged, they make a big deal about it but in the series they don't before the cell games you know when cell goes oh we'll get back here in three months time um yeah chi chi in dragon ball abridged <laughs> like in dragon ball abridged uh gohan's yeah sorry goku's always trying to hide from chi chi because she just wants to have sex with him all the time to have another kid yeah well yeah anyway hmm. uh any last things about dragon ball z dan no, I've got, I think we've, we've kind of gone over it. I love it. Um, it's definitely a thing I rewatch every bunch of years. And with Kai and then with a bridge, that, that makes it really easy to get kind of new outtakes and looks on it. And anyone who hasn't watched Dragon Ball at all, um, you probably haven't got this far into the podcast if you haven't watched it. But like, uh, I, I really recommend going and watching Kai if you haven't watched it in a while or you just want to get into it. Kai is definitely, I think, the best way to watch Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and then afterwards, maybe watch uh, Abridged. Uh, you don't start with Abridged. As good as Abridged is, I feel you should always look go the original first. But yeah. you do the source material first, so you can understand the jokes as well, because they rely very heavily on what actually happened in the anime, mm. um, and you might not pick up as much jokes. Yeah, that's my my end thought. Is I love it, and if you haven't seen it, go watch it. All right, Dan, you got any pluggables you want to plug? Some housekeeping. Some housekeeping. Um, well, obviously, uh, everyone should head over to Hack the Dino and watch our videos about video games. Um, and also uh, cruise down to... Uh, oh, my phone's going off. Cruise down to Greenlight Comics in Adelaide or onto greenlightcomics.com, a comic shop that I co-own, and buy some graphic novels, especially in this time of isolation. Uh, graphic novel can be the warm house guests that you didn't know you needed. 
That's right. And you can catch that up us. As I was going. That's <laughs> couldn't tell. Uh, and you can catch us over at Hack the Dino and all the social medias. Also, Retro Trigger Pod. Yes, I've done a separate one for this spin-off show because I, I wanted to see if I could do things differently to build the audience. But you don't need to know that. So find us on Retro Trigger Pod on all the social media. But please do go to youtube.com backslash hack the dino and subscribe there to our critical path where Dan and I talk about video games with Floppy and Brayden. Uh, you can also subscribe over on Spotify, which you probably have done already if you're listening to this. If not, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all the other podcast apps out there. And yeah, give us a like on Instagram as well. You can find me uh, at Mr. Benjam on Instagram or Retro Trigger Pod or Hack the Dino. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next month with another episode dealing on another retro-related thing on the Retro Trigger. Thank you.